0: Spring training games have begun, Jason Dominguez looks jacked, Clark Schmidt looked great today, and we have a new host, so let's talk. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gatsoulias, and... I have a co-host. The day is here. The day is finally here. I have a co-host. His name is Steve Granado. Steve, come in for a second.
1: <laughs> What's up? We're doing it's, this. We're
0: doing big it, Steve. Day.
1: It's a big day for Locked On Yankees history.
0: It is, actually. Yes. Um, we're going to talk more about you being here and everything that we're planning on doing in the show in segment three. So that's a teaser for the rest of you. And, uh... Yeah, I'm
1: very excited about this. this is gonna I'm be fun. I'm very excited. Hello to locked on Yankees fandom. Hello to Yankees fandom. Yes, you may we'll tell you. <laughs> you you may have a very small footnote of who I actually am. Just like from like maybe one tweet in the middle of last summer, somewhere around the trade deadline, you may have seen my <laughs> name pop up. That's about it. But other than that, that's about it. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. We'll chat. we're here to chat. Yes. We're here
0: to chat Um, as always remember to make locked on Yankees your first listen every day and you know what to do subscribe everywhere listen to us everywhere because we are literally everywhere so today's episode we're going to talk about Jason Dominguez because he played in Saturday's game against the Phillies and looked tremendously huge and hit a monster home run and I really will talk about this during the segment but I loved the Philly guys call Uh, Clark Schmidt pitched really well today. We had uh, had a poll question unlocked on Yankees, and some people answered it because we were trying to figure out who would you like to be the fifth starter. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Anthony Volpe and the pitch clock and the discourse surrounding it because there's a lot of discourse. So let's get into it. Jason Dominguez is a monster, a 20-year-old jacked monster who hit – A moonshot against the Phillies on Saturday. And I just, I couldn't believe his power, first of all. And something about the, is it a backswing when they, he kind of, something with his arm that he did. I just was so pumped up when I saw this because a lot of people are worried about the fact that he's so young. Why are the Yankees holding on to him? You're going to find out why the Yankees are holding on to a few of these guys during spring. And I think this is really fun. Boone says about Dominguez, he's talented, just good quality at bats. You could tell the guy has a real understanding and ease of the strike zone, which is important when you're only 20 because 20 is so young. People don't realize how young 20 years old is. Um, There's no panic up there. It was good to see him get into one and get into one. He did.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed with that big swing he has. And I just, like, the first images we saw of Jason Dominguez as soon as he got to to Steinbrenner, I was like, this dude, look, he just looks, yo, like, he, he has that, he has really big shoulders, right? Like, he has a good build. So, obvious. So, baseball talents-wise, just physicality of him is very impressive. But when he showed up to spring, I was like, oh, this dude put on some good weight. Like, he definitely, yeah. like, his traps look good. His shoulders look good. He is definitely, like filling out he's squaring up like i'm it's i'm very impressed Uh, if you're you're watching on the youtube side you can see (laughs) what we're talking about but it is if you didn't get a chance to watch for one reason or another uh he looks he looks huge
0: yeah he's and he's he's not overly tall either he's not like you know one of these monstrous like six foot four giant shouldered looking like a superhero dude. He's kind of compact and big but yeah that was just really 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 impressive and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. I'm hoping kind of that um, he sticks in Hudson Valley just for a bit because I'm close to Hudson Valley. <laughs> I live 40 minutes away and I kind of want to get up there to see him because I missed valpe. I missed my chance there so um yeah.
1: Yeah, that Jason Ming be is 5'10, by the way. 5'10. Ah,
0: he's only an inch taller than me, but he's a lot heavier than me. And more, you know, I always joke that I have giant shoulders, and compared to him, I do not. So um, yeah, it was really cool to see that. And I like how the players who were veterans watch these kids and they're just like, wow, these guys are actually really good. This is pretty exciting. Um Let's see. What else are we talking about after that? Because that doesn't seem like it's long enough.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're good. No. and Yeah. On Sunday. uh, Let me take this clean. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take this clean. And on Sunday, very impressed with Clark Schmidt. He looked really, really good on Sunday. And we so a little tease for the third segment, as you mentioned. I was with the Rail Riders last season and got to watch Clark Schmidt when he wasn't in New York. And like that, those six batters faced on Sunday was how he looked a lot with the rail riders last season. Just like mowing dudes down, just the tight little breaking ball he has just moves so well, that slider moves so well, and it was really working. And look, you don't want to take a ton of stock into this stuff, especially first outing a spring, but it's nice to see that there wasn't any lack whatsoever in velocity, there wasn't any lack in anything really again that breaking ball looked really good for clark schmidt and i mean again we're we'll get to this in a second but you know two innings five k's like what more do you want (laughs) he kept it down he kept it very tight like johnny brito didn't necessarily keep a lot down on sunday because it was remember a split squad on sunday um Mm -hmm. but i mean this battle for the five spot i think is is going to be one of the more intriguing like not front and center lines, like the Peraza, Volpe, Sweeney, Cabrera, IKF storyline is going to be huge, <laughs> but <Right. laughs> I mean just by sheer amount of names I just mentioned. Uh, but yeah. I think this like battle for the five spot is very interesting. I don't know what your what your thoughts are on that.
0: Yeah i I don't mind Domingo Herman. I just um, I don't know. I feel like Schmidt might be the better choice. I know there's a lot of discourse about this as well just because of stuff from the past with Herman and people believing that other fans are biased against him because of that. He's fine. He's perfectly fine. In that one year that he did well, sure he had a really good record, his ERA hmm. um you know, if you need a body to pitch, Demigo Herman is a good choice, but I kind of like watching Clark Schmidt pitch better. It's seems to be more fun. Plus he's working on that new cutter. And if that becomes a pitch for him, you know, there's more variety there. And I feel like that could be really good for him.
1: Yeah, it'll be really huge, especially against left-handers, right? That's he struggled against lefties last year, uh, in the show especially. So for him to be able to get that cutter uh working and legit would be very nice to kind of to break into lefties. Um here the poll I remember we asked uh over on Lockdown Yankees on YouTube and on Twitter. Uh, you're seeing those results on screen now. Uh, who do you want in the fifth spot of the New York Yankees rotation on opening day? Kind of weird results. So at the time of... Uh, Us recording this episode, we had just shy of 100 votes, uh, split between the two spots, and they're kind of split. On Twitter, 65.8% in favor of Clark Schmidt, 23.7% in favor of Domingo Herman, and then 10.5% in favor of somebody else. I don't know who that somebody else would be at this point. Johnny Brito is not ready. Matt Crook is not ready. Um, And... There's a lot. If I don't know who somebody else, people didn't respond. You got to respond. Uh, and then on the YouTube side of things, uh, it was 38% in favor of Clark Schmidt, 48% in favor of Domingo, and then 14% somebody else. Uh, we did get a response, A couple of responses. Stacy, want to get your thoughts on this? Um, this is coming from Adam's Life 1028 on Twitter. All stats and projections, and all stats, projections, and analytics would point to Herman being the more consistent and better major league ready pitching pitcher. Anyone voting for Schmidt like him personally over Domingo, him making mistake, disqualifying him from being the fifth starter for Yankees Twitter fan base. I don't know what that means. But your thoughts, Stacey, uh, is, is, do people just like Clark Schmidt more than Domingo Herman?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it does have to do with what happened off the field a few years back, you know, um, with the uh, domestic violence suspension and incident that happened at the end of Was that 2019? See, the pandemic makes my years, I kind of screw them up, but I think it was the end of 2019. And, you know, some people still hold that against him, which it's understandable. And I just, I don't know. I feel like they need to give Clark Schmidt a chance. And I feel like he could do really well if they give him that chance. I mean, they drafted him first for a reason, so (laughs) might as well use him.
1: (laughs) Uh, Looks like uh, 2021 was like... He o- officially like issued an apology in 2021, actually, so just a couple yeah. of years ago. So yes, your time yeah. is all thrown off, because all of ours is.
0: I know. Yeah, the <laughs> pandemic really, I, I don't know. It still feels like it's 2020, and we're into 2023 already. Yeah. Like, How did that
1: happen? Um, one more quick response over on YouTube uh, here in this first segment. Uh, this is coming from Mr. Darwin. I voted her mom because he's older and more experienced, and at 30 years, he's going into his fifth season. I want to know what we have in him. But let's be honest, whichever player wins the slot in April, the other will have plenty of chances to earn a spot in the rotation over the course of the season. I think that's a great point to bring up. Yes. Yeah. Like, just because someone makes an opening day roster does not mean that's set in stone. Like, we've seen it with every team ever. Uh Your roster's going to change all the time.
0: Yeah. That's true. You never know. I mean, it also... Is the same thing for the shortstop battle, which we won't be talking about today, but we'll be talking about in the future because that's going to be a big story for the Yankees. <laughs> Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. There's only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You guys know we talk about Built Bar- Bars all the time because... They're actually really good. I've had people email me and send me Facebook messages telling me that they've bought Built Bars because of how much I've talked about them. So I'm not lying. I'm telling you. But for years, we've been telling you to go to Built.com, and now you can actually go into a store and buy them. That's right. You can go to Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close enough to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our Hit Flavors Brownie Batter, which is incredible, and churro, also incredible. You can thank me later. Another thing that got me excited, Anthony Volpe. Running around the bases. Well, getting a hit running around the bases, stealing bases, creating chaos for the Blue Jays already in spring training. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I saw the highlight of it. And this kid's the real deal, people. There's a reason why the Yankees held on to these guys. And I know a lot of people have trouble with the Yankees holding on to their prospects and hugging them. But I feel like we're going to see some fun stuff from Volpe Dominguez And Peraza, who we haven't talked about yet. But yeah, um, he looked good at the plate. I'm very excited about that.
1: Yes, (laughs) he looked very good at the plate. Uh again, I want to hammer this into your head. Don't take this too seriously. This is three at bats in February. Uh but like I said, I got But there's a
0: lot of pressure on him, though. There is, right?
1: He's let's be real, he's not gonna make break camp. There's no way right. he played like twenty something games with the Rail Riders last year. It looked it was a mix and match. Uh, right. Uh, he started super hot as soon as he got called up from Somerset. He fell into a horrendous like week and a half long slump, and then like turned into like average there towards the end. Uh, but I mean, looked great. A couple hard liners. Uh, tweet coming from Connor Foley. Uh, the. Times Tribune in Scranton, Anthony Volpe's first at-bat of spring is a 105.9-mile-an-hour line-out to short. Very impressed. It was early on in the bat. can't remember if it was first or second pitch. Um, then he went the opposite way for his double, a hustle double. And then he blooped. Not blooped. I mean, he got good contact, dropped one to left center field. Um, and yeah. then he mentioned a pair of stolen bases as well. Looked good out on the base paths. He stole second on a pickoff, like on a, on a pitch out, rather, against Rob Brantley, who we played with last year. Uh, yeah. so that was a nice little out of touch. And then the very next pitch, he stole third. So yeah, look, Anthony Volpe is good. And we know that he, he definitely needs more seasoning though. There's he's, yeah I don't think Yankee fans should be too like the Peraza discourse last year of call him up is not the same case right now for Volpe. He needs more seasoning. Uh, I still think Peraza yeah. needs more seasoning. Uh, for that matter, I still think Cabrera needs more seasoning. Um, so I I don't know how deep you want to get into this shortstop battle. I think we're going to do a whole episode on that. Um,
0: oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's
1: a full that's a full thirty minute discussion. Uh, but oh, your yeah. your initial thoughts on just dip your toe in, dip your toe in. Where are you at with this battle?
0: Well, <laughs> everyone knows who's been watching and listening. I IKF's a good dude. I like him, but. I cannot sit through another whole season of him double pumping the ball and just making me nervous every time he throws the ball to first base. And that's nothing against him. It's just the way that things were last season. And, you know, everything was magnified in the playoffs, obviously, but that was a big deal in the playoffs. I mean, that really screwed things up and i don't know i just i'll give you this i mean i understand that some of these kids need more seasoning but i feel like they need to if ikf by like may is still kind of eh, they need to do something he's he's
1: replacement level which is fine you don't need an all-star caliber shortstop you always want one but you don't need one and right i don't think you're gonna get a full season of just ikf i don't think that's gonna happen yeah there's no, it can't. <laughs> there's so many, I wouldn't say opportunities. There's a lot of the possibilities are pretty right. endless. Like they're the Yankees are in a really good spot at short, it, it, arguably in sure. too good of a spot. Uh I think there is still a high chance that one of them gets moved because we aren't even talking about Trey Sweeney Um, and he's right. a pretty true shortstop. So it's, yeah. it's, there is a serious prospect logjam at short. And uh, so I'm curious to see how it plays out. Because they're going to have to favor somebody. I right. I would favor Peraza defensively over Volpe. Again, I only saw like 20-some games of Volpe last season. Uh, I would favor Peraza. I like his creativity at short. Um, I like his arm. They're pretty... I mean, they're super similar. They're super similar. Um, yeah. Any other team... Cabrera's a shortstop. Like he's yes. a very good shortstop. He could easily play third. I, th- I think of Oswaldo Cabrera like Manny Machado, where I'm like, he's a shortstop, mm. but he's going to be forced to play third. And I think that's right. probably going to be the case. And I think that's the Yankees' plan moving forward. If I had to venture a guess, I know it's kind of... He didn't play the outfield with us last year. I don't know right. why he, as soon as he gets to the show, he's like, all right, throw him in the outfield. He played like one game with us in the outfield. We're like, what's happening? Why is he... And Why he did
0: okay in the he outfield did too, which was really even good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a
1: little confusing to me. But yeah, I, I he I think they want him to be a utility player, and I think he's up for the mm-hmm. challenge. I just don't think he should have to be because he's a very talented defender. Um but right. I think it's just yeah. kind of the situation that the Yankees are in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of interesting for them to have that many people battling for one position. Um, Plus, you have other guys that play other positions, because I know that at some point, if they want to keep Volpe and Peraza, one's going to have to play short. Maybe the other plays second, and then they put someone else at third. You know, DJ LeMay, who's not going to be around for a while or a long time, Uh, you know, they want him to be a utility guy now. Which was what he was supposed to be before he became like the MVP in 2019 and shocked the hell out of everyone. You know, I wouldn't mind IKF as the utility guy because I feel like he probably plays third better than he plays shortstop. And, you know, if Josh Donaldson continues to not be able to hit the ball, I would rather see IKF at third and then one of the kids at short and Glaber at second for now.
1: I will say. Which wouldn't be that bad that- of an option. Oswald and Oswaldo worked really well together up the middle last season, um, mm. and they're like best friends, like straight up best friends. They're texting all the time. Like they send they send memes to each other. They send like TikToks to each other. Like that. They're like that kind of close of friends. They're very very mm-hmm. close. Warm up partners. Lockers are next to each other. That type of friends. So like, I can see that being a really good duo up the middle. I think yeah. they would probably favor Volpe over mm. Cabrera. If I just had to venture yeah. a guess, uh, right? But look, look at us going. Let's not get into the shortstop battle, and we've been talking <laughs> about shortstop battle. It's, I mean, it's the hottest <laughs> like conversation around Yankee Spring Camp, right? Like it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It's that's
0: going to be the biggest story of the year. Uh, so in a moment, we're going to talk about the direction of the show. We're going to introduce Steve properly. He's going to talk all about himself. So I hope you're ready for that, Steve. So as I said, this is the segment where we properly introduce Steve Granado, my co-host, and we're going to talk about the direction of the show. So I'm very excited about this. So Steve, tell everyone
1: about yourself. Yeah, it's me, baby. <laughs> uh, I, used, I used to host. And how Locked long we've on... and
0: how long we've known each other now?
1: <laughs> yes, we actually. Yeah, we kind of we've like a year, like a year plus. Maybe. Yeah. keen Keen-eyed and. Very into it. Locked on Yankees fans might remember me from mm-hmm. one crossover in the offseason last year. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, might remember that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I I used to host Locked on Angels. Uh, cards on the table, I'm an Angels fan. But I spent last season in the Yankees system. Uh, as I mentioned, I was uh, doing play-by-play in scranton Wilkesbury alongside Adam Marco. And uh, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but to toot my own horn, I broke the Oswald Peraza call-up uh you're welcome uh <laughs> it was a great feeling not gonna lie seeing i mean it blew up it was my most popular tweet of all time but yeah we watched yeah, we watched I'm Oswald great. get we watched him get hugs in the dugout it was the coolest thing that maybe has ever happened in my career i loved it so so much but mm-hmm. now here i am to share my wealth of knowledge and uh yes for for youtube folks <laughs> and if you're not on the youtube side what are you doing uh for youtube folks you're going you're seeing this is all this is all feels new. It's all kind of revamped. Um I'm helping produce the show with Stacy. It is still absolutely Stacy's show and uh, you do a great job. And I'm just here to make this show and you as best as it could possibly be.
0: Mm, thank mm. you. I'm very excited about this because you're definitely more tech savvy than I am. Although I've gotten better at editing and stuff. I'm, I'm very excited again, about how I I think you do a great I've, job.
1: I think you do a great job. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very excited about this because I like bouncing ideas off people because it's hard to talk by yourself for 30 minutes. As much as I like talking, it's not as easy to talk by yourself for 30 minutes. It's so much better to have someone else to bounce thoughts off of and discuss things with. And the fact that you're not a Yankee fan actually will probably, because Abby wasn't either my former co-host and it it, it worked well because she works as a journalist and she came from that point of view where, yes, I write about sports, but I'm really just a Yankee fan doing a, a Yankees podcast. And as much as I try to be, you know, I try to be fair and I try to not have pinstriped uh, glasses on. You know, I call people out when they're doing things and I'm not always, you know, rose colored glasses at all. And I try to be as fair as possible, but I still am a Yankee fan at heart. I can't no, help I it. Um, yeah, you know, but I will say when things are bad and when things are doing you know not well and uh because i you know sometimes when you're watching shows and people are a little too positive about the team you're like all right you got to call some people after things
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i'm here to wrangle you in too i'm here to yes i'm here to keep this show I, i'm running a tight ship stace that's the goal We're running this tight <laughs> ship uh but yeah i mean we also want to make sure we get the the fan base uh really involved I, i'm very into the community aspect. Of a fan base and obviously yeah. Yankees got a great fan base. I uh, saw it all last season as, as being a member of of the community, which was great. And I want to keep that going. That's why we're already implementing uh, your comments into the show. So tweet at us at On Yankees. Uh, participate in the new polls that we're going to be doing. I'm, I'm going to really be on those polls. Uh, I I want to hear back from fans and you guys drive the show. That's, that's how I ran Lockdown Angels and that's how we're going to run Lockdown Yankees together fans drive the show what do you want to hear from us we will say it uh that's the whole point that's that's why you go to you know the fan side of things because they're going to say things that maybe other people just can't say because of who their boss is yeah bosses (laughs) let us run free baby yeah
0: that's true yeah we don't have it's not like we work for yes i don't have to hide my feelings about certain things um you know
1: anyway that's what i'm Uh, all about Stace. that that's the goal
0: yeah yeah, but I'm, but I'm, I'm excited about the polls. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the polls because the people like participating in that. And I sometimes try to come up with things, but I think you'll be better at coming up with questions than I am because some days I'm just, I don't know.
1: And I'm very my into the uh, into the prospect side of things. So that's, that's going to be something I'm going to keep my eye on. Stace, you watch the Yanks. Uh, I, yes. I got the Patriots, Rail Riders, Renegades, and Tarpons. I, I'm i I'm all in. I'll keep my eye there. I got... I. I bought the MLB TV subscription because I'm a shill and, uh, I don't exactly get yes network in orange County. Uh, so I I gotta, you know, and I also wouldn't buy a TV package because I'm not 50, I'm not 50 years old, uh, 60 years old, seven years old, however old people buy things. I don't know. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep my eye on the, on the minor leagues all season. And, uh, since, since I got to work in the, in the system last year, I have a lot of good connects so we'll have a lot of connections to be able to get some some interviews hopefully and and get some more people on the show that uh that know things and are smarter than us which is not hard to find
0: yeah yeah really not at all
1: <laughs> i'm steve Granado. that's me at steve Granado. follow me i will be talking about the show there
0: yeah yeah and uh i just realized our initials are the same sg what does that that's
1: mean trippy. it's very trippy <laughs> That's scary. That's funny. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your pods and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast. Network your team every day.
0: Thanks for checking us out. Tomorrow's show, we're talking about Seve on the mound. His first outing. 6.30 at night, Steinbrenner Field, what more could you ask for? So join us on Tuesday when we talk about it.